Hey, today's show is going to be very fun. So I sit down with Joe Anglesey, and he's just awesome. He's got a lot going on. He's got a YouTube channel that we'll link to that you can check out. And we dive deep into some concepts that we've not gone into before on the show. And I'm really excited for you to understand and learn more about a unique angle of look outward that we talk about in this conversation and also uh, just a fun story about him letting go and playing and leaving his comfort zone that I think will be very beneficial. This is a really fun episode because we took turns interviewing each other. And so what you'll listen to today is me interviewing him. And then we're actually going to release a bonus episode where he interviews me. And I'm very excited to kind of be getting interviewed for a change. And and we dive into some really fun elements there as well. So without further ado, let's get into this. Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. I am so excited for this conversation. Joe is one of the people who... When he experiences principles of truth, you take them, you apply them, and you apply them profoundly. And that's why I'm so excited to sit down and and chat with you. That's the whole purpose of the happiness playbook, applying principles of truth. And we have the four play theory principles. I started at Enzyme College, and it was my freshman year. How long had you been at Enzyme College up to that point? Or were you just starting off as well? I, I think it was the first semester. We started at the same time. We okay. graduated at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So we were starting college at the same time, and nobody knows anybody. I kind of want to just hear, before I share anything else, I want to hear your side of the story about like when you first saw me, what were your impressions? Because I don't make the best first impression. <laughs> I've learned that, actually. You came in and you were doing some acrobats. Man, this guy doesn't have a care in the world. You came up to me and some others. You're like, hey, do any of you like improv? I want to start up this club called Play Theory. It, it sounded fun. At the same time, I was very intimidated. I judged myself a lot and what other people thought of me. I had done some acting classes in high school, but now I was around a ton of people I didn't know at all. Then I decided, what's the worst that can really happen? At that point, I decided, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to join. I'm terrified but this is gonna be good for me. I started the Play Theory Club, and which is applied improv. We've mentioned that a few times on our show. There are onstage improv work. And yeah. what we basically did with Play Theory is just take those principles, and now we apply them through exercises and games, but we apply them to life. I, I love what you shared, because it was a risk, I think, for a lot of reasons, for you to join, to A, have, trust in this crazy guy <laughs> coming in swinging on a pole like that yeah. but then for you to join the club and it was so cool because i remember when you came in and the club was incredibly successful it, it blew up and that was because of the amazing people that joined like you there were others but it grew and we actually got to the point where we were doing shows yes which was amazing 
And I remember after one of our biggest shows, there were about 400 people that showed up to watch us. There was a lot of people. (laughs) Which was like, what? And we were doing (laughs) these games on stage and having a blast. And I remember you in particular seeing that first meeting which was in my backyard that was the first meeting and then that's we had, right that's <laughs> it was, right it was like there was like a handful of people and it's like okay we're gonna do some games and like to go from there to now performing in front of like hundreds of people it was just awesome to see that transformation and i'm just curious if you had any thoughts or reminiscing about that journey you took and going from being afraid to even join the club to then that point where you're performing in front of all those people I think a part of it was looking outward. I was eventually able to let go and just have a fun time. And then when it got to performing in front of people and their reaction and them having fun, that's where I was looking outward and I was excited. Not that I was doing anything amazing or special, but that what the audience saw and what they felt was meaningful and special to them. I love that you're pointing it out, look outward, because when we look inward, that's when the fear comes in. Yeah. That's when we're starting to worry about, oh no, how is this going to make me look, right? And it's, yeah. it's weird because looking inward can be, there's two extremes. There's either arrogance and pride, but there's also that like, major lack of self-esteem that also factors in. That's still looking inward. I want to talk for a minute about how we can leverage play theory in hard times, dark times, tumultuous times in our lives, and really overcome the trauma and that darkness and come out on top of hard times in our lives. I know we, we all go through hard stuff. When my mom passed away, it's been about six years now, I totally leaned on the principles of play theory and, and lots of other principles of truth. But that was really what kind of got me through that. And I just want to turn it over to you and ask, how has play theory really helped you navigate those harder seasons of life? Back in 2014, I was in a very stressful, difficult relationship the woman I was dating struggled with various things and I felt useless. I I felt like I wasn't able to help her because I wanted to help, but I didn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. And then I had my own baggage, my own problems, my own insecurities. I wasn't okay with me. And so there was a lot going on within myself that was adding to and just making this very chaotic situation. At one point, I thought I'm never going to be happy again. I I really thought that. And I'm just going to go through life. And this is my curse. This is it. just I was looking inward. I didn't have a sense of hope, of fun. I wasn't applying any of those play theory principles. And then I had this spark when I started to get support from family and friends, at that point, I realized that people have been there for me and what if I could be there for others because I've gone through some really tough, difficult things. So I'm in a better position to be able to empathize and validate other people. It seems counterintuitive, right? When you're going through something really hard Mm -hmm. to look outward but 
that's what you're saying is it's in looking outward and kind of getting beyond yourself that you can really start to to heal, right? And I want to just make a note though that self-care is important. And if you are not, I, I think in this situation, what you're going through, like you had to get your emotional baseline up to a point yes. where you could function. Once you are, your emotional baseline is up enough, it's in looking outward that you're going to really be able to move past that. I was actually thinking back to, it was my last semester or second to last semester at our college and I ended up volunteering at a place for foster children. I did around 10 hours of volunteer work, working directly with them, and I absolutely loved it. And when it came to the end, they said, sorry, you can't give any more hours. And at that point, I really wanted to. You, you capped out your hours of service? Yeah, well... <laughs> Part of it was I didn't have the qualifications. I wasn't a social worker. So in the volunteer capacity, like you can only help this much. And they're, yes. they're like, this guy's serving too much. It's getting out of control. There's too much, too many good <laughs> vibes in here. We got we to calm it down a bit. I thought back to that specific experience when I was going through this really tough spot. That fall, I ended up getting a job at a halfway home for juvenile delinquents male, female. It was so chaotic, so challenging, but I loved every minute of it. Being able to work with these individuals who really struggled, they didn't have supportive homes, one parent homes most of the time. Sometimes they didn't even know their parents and they got in trouble with the law, drugs, all this stuff. My thoughts didn't go to well, that's such a bad kid. How could they do this? But I just felt this hurt, this pain for them, realizing I don't know what they're going through. I can try to step into what they're feeling and validate them. That's what I can do and not judge them. And by doing that, I was able to connect with these kids. I felt so much hope for them. And I started to feel hope for myself. Another principle I want to extract here from what you're sharing, because it's really important, is it's you have to look outward. That's an internal decision that you have to make. But it is in others looking outward and serving you that can be the catalyst for you to get out of something really hard. And just like you mentioned, people, family kind of rallied around you when you were going through your hard season that was kind of a catalyst that helped you get into a place where you could then start to be proactive and, and move forward. And now you are doing that for these kids. It's probably a good point to transition a little more into some fun stuff because you got a lot of cool things going on. I want to talk a little bit about your YouTube channel, which is getting some traction and that's really exciting and you've been at that for a while. I think there's a lot of people who in the back of their mind think like, oh man, that'd be cool to be a YouTuber. And it takes a lot of work. It does. <laughs> you have leveraged play theory and what other principles of truth to really get that momentum. And how have you gotten to, to where you're at? Not this January, but a year ago, I, I was at work and one of my clients, the residents and one of the staff they came up to me and said, hey, we think you would do great having a YouTube channel. You're funny. You can do different impersonations. We enjoy your presence. 
and I think a lot of people would. I had done the YouTube thing in the past and it didn't turn out successful, at least in the way I thought of success. Me and my friend didn't really know what we were doing. Hmm. We didn't have a focus, we weren't fully present. When I thought about starting this new YouTube channel, I did have some doubts. I had a, a former friend who, unfortunately, he got to a point where <clears throat> he was very critical of me and just everything that I did. You're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And that was really destructive and toxic. So when I started my YouTube channel, I didn't really tell him anything about it because I didn't want constant negative feedback from him, how I'm doing it wrong and how I should do it differently. I realized I'm done living in toxicity. I'm gonna just have to let go of this friendship because it's not what it used to be. I'm better for it. I wish my friend the best life possible. I think he's a good guy. And he probably has self-criticism and a lot of stuff going on internally. And so he's externalizing that on people around him, such as me. This is an important subject, and to be honest, I'm not sure where I'm gonna take this, but, yeah. but I want to discuss it with you. There are times in our lives where we can be a good influence. We talked about that, where you look outward, you serve people, and it can be a really positive thing, there can Absolutely. be relationships developed, but I think there are times where, in spite of your best efforts, there is just there are relationships that are just toxic. And again, it comes back to the personal choice everyone has. You can only serve and give so much, and it's still up to that person whether or not to reciprocate. How do you navigate that? How do you decide where that line is between serving and loving and looking outward and then deciding I gotta let go and I gotta let go so that I can play? Is there equality and balance? in the relationship, whether it's romantic, just a friendship, doesn't matter. If you're always going above and beyond and this person's always doing this, you're never gonna be able to feel happy or satisfied or unified and become stronger. You're gonna start to go down to their level. And kind of like uh, the Dementors from Harry Potter, they just <laughs> suck all the happiness away. <laughs> And We've all felt emotional vampires. You yeah. can't give your best self in those situations, I, I can't. which is not fair to either of you. It's not. And so in a way, in a kind of a strange perspective, that is looking outward. It's saying, I need to remove myself because this combination, us, us being together, us hanging out with each other, is not producing the optimal outcome for no. both of our happiness and yeah. well-being. I'm excited to talk about your latest video, which is your skydiving experience. <laughs> so I'm like anxious to dive into that. I love the backstory that you shared with me and why that was such a cool experience because with that context, I think it's even better. I was afraid of so many things. I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of monsters under my bed. I was um, afraid of flying in airplanes. The idea of jumping out of a plane always has terrified me, always. And I've had so many dreams where I've skydived and I wake up in a cold sweat. I've been thinking the last year about skydiving on and off and then I was like, ah, oh, no, maybe I will. And it's like, I told people I was gonna do it and I need to hold to my commitments because that's oh. important for me to grow. It's gonna help me personally by going out of 
a complete comfort zone into the unknown, literally taking that leap of faith out of an airplane. So what were your thoughts? I'm dying to know. As you're in the plane, you're like committed at this point. Yeah. What What's going through your mind as you're like going up, getting ready to do this? Well, I thought, okay, I'm in the plane. I'm in the plane. I, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want to disappoint myself. And I don't want to have to stay in here the whole time and then get back to the ground and say I didn't do it. I came up 13,000 feet in the air to do this. I'm gonna do it. A good motivation was I happened to be strapped to this professional skydiver. He went through multiple times of, okay, this is what we're gonna, this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna edge out. We're gonna take steps forward. Then you're gonna put your legs over the side. And then we're gonna go back, then we're gonna go forward, then we're gonna go back, and then we're gonna go out of the plane. I was genuinely excited for a new experience because it's our memories um, and relationships that we take with us. It's not stuff, it's not things. We've added so much value. We've done a deep dive into things we haven't before on the show, and I'm so grateful that you are willing to open up and to really share not only your the seasons of life and the stories, but your experience applying these things. Because it wasn't just like you went to this club with some goofy guy that you ran into at college, but you really did take what you learned and, and you continued applying it. And it's just awesome to see the results of that. So I, I really appreciate your insights there. What is one pro tip that you can share with our listeners that a tangible way to apply play theory so that they can experience more happiness in their lives? The first thought that comes to mind is remember that you can't please everybody. Ooh, that's good. And you're never and you're never going to. I mean, politicians try to play that game all the time. I'm not a big fan of politics and stuff, and I'm not going to get into it, but you can never please everybody. Someone's always going to be offended. Somebody's going to think your material sucks, no matter how professional it is or something you do in life. People are going to disagree with, and it's important to acknowledge and accept that that is the reality. So that way you can let go, or I'd say accept. You're accepting the reality and you're building on that reality that, yes, I acknowledge that not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to get something out of this. Not everybody's going to appreciate it, but others are. And that's what I'm going to build on is what is working for some people. And I think that's a very timely message, especially in the current political climate that here in the United States we're for sure experiencing, but I'd say across the globe, tensions are high just with everything, with the pandemic and lockdowns and, and different opinions on, on that. And it is important to not cower for fear of what people are going to think of you. And there's definitely a lot of let go and play in that pro tip and accept and build for sure. And I want to acknowledge and validate that it's okay that you're afraid of people not liking you because I think a lot of us, I, I know this is true myself, have been bullied or picked on at some point in our lives mm -hmm. and made fun of and felt like nothing. And with cyberbullying and different organizations and groups 
and different orientations people have. They've been bullied and picked on, and that's not fair, that's not right. We should embrace and acknowledge and accept everybody. Whether we agree with everything about an individual or not, we need to be supportive of people and yes. love individuals for the fact that they're alive. The fact that we're human beings, I think automatically counts each of us for worth, yes. having value. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to come and share. This was so fun to catch yeah. up and, and to really take a deep dive here. Wasn't that so good? I'm so grateful for Joe and the very unique insights that he shared on our show. He definitely is one of the pro players on Team Happiness, and I was so grateful to have him sit down and to discuss with us. So remember this week, to leverage look outward as a healing superpower when you are in pain or overwhelmed or just hurting and needing to reground remember to move forward confidently with your good heart and good intentions and don't allow the negativity and pessimism from others or the world or the news keep you from executing your unique mission and calling in life. Remember that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. Catch you next week.